0: You are listening to the Process for Profit podcast. We are here to help you, the creative small business owner, put more efficient operations into your business to increase your profit and impact. We're gonna give you the systems to create a solid foundation in your business to allow you to build your empire. Hey there, I'm Brittany Dixon, systems queen and process for profit strategist. You're going to hear about solutions and strategies that allow you to make a bigger impact doing what you love instead of wasting hours doing what you don't. Come on in and let us organize your overwhelm so you can get back to your zone of genius. So we've all been there. We have all lost clients. Sometimes it's our fault. Sometimes it's theirs. And sometimes it's out of everyone's control. But no matter what the reason, there is always something to be learned from a lost client. And I want to give you some systems and tips to really reviewing those lost clients that will help keep your business improving and growing, and that you're always learning from those things. So the first thing, and I think as women entrepreneurs especially, this is something that we rely heavily on, is kind of that gut feeling, right? That gut feeling that something is just not not going to work or that something could potentially happen or it's just not a good fit. But I mean, that's honestly probably one of the most common reasons for client loss is that they're just not the best fit. And maybe you suspected it when they signed up. Maybe you had that gut feeling. I have totally done that before, Um, especially if you're in Like when I was in this place in business where I was in scarcity mode a lot, which we all get that way even when we are successful, right? But when I was in that space a lot, I would take on a lot of clients that I just had this gut feeling that maybe it wasn't the greatest fit, but my brain told me otherwise, right? Like my brain's like, no, it's money, it's business, let's do this. So, really being honest with yourself and kind of going back to when that person signed up and saying, like, okay, what are the signs that maybe they weren't the right fit, right? Like, what were those trigger points? Go back to your notes and when you had the sales call and kind of try to put yourself back into that place and that feeling and say, what are those signs that they weren't the right fit, right? Did you ignore some of those signs that were present? I am totally guilty of this. Um, I'm actually dealing with something currently, and this is one of the things that I wish I would have listened to my gut, right? How can you use this information to protect yourself in the future from a less than ideal client, right? So how can you say, all right, I saw the signs, the signs were this, 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 and this, I had this feeling for some reason, I ignored them. Why did I ignore them? Like what was going on in that time in my business? What was going on uh, that I ignored them for, right? So if you can really be honest with yourself and say, okay, this was something that I had a gut feeling. So from this point forward, when we have this gut feeling again, we're going to listen to it, right? So if you can just, if you can figure this out from the get go, right, that you and this client are not a great fit and decline the work or pass them off to someone else, then you're gonna have a lot less stress in the day to day of your business, let me tell you. So, not that this is like a from a lost client, right? Like this is kind of the beforehand, but this is kind of going backwards. When you do lose a client, sometimes it comes back to this and it just wasn't a good fit from the get go, right? Sometimes it is misunderstandings. So it could be that the expectations weren't set up for the client. It could be that there's a lack of understanding of what they should be doing versus what you should be doing. The call schedule, the emails, the back and forth communication, what that looks like, uh, the requirements for having to schedule a call, what the length of the contract is, what's included in the contract, what's not included in the contract, how often you're going to talk to the client, if you're going to record calls versus not recording calls. There's so many things that happen that could be misunderstood in some capacity, right? This is the like epitome of scope creep. Scope creep, if you have not heard of it in business, is essentially when service-based providers have a contract or a scope of work. And the scope creep happens when there's a lot of misunderstanding. So this all ties back together. But essentially what happens is you have this, this scope and this project that you're working on and it states what you're going to be doing. But if there's any kind of misunderstanding or misinterpretation as to what's included or what's not included, the client could ask for some additional things. And it's important for you as a service provider to be the leader in this instance, if you've had this happen to you before and put your foot down. And I know it's so scary, especially if this is one of your first clients, or if you haven't made consistent income in your business, it's terrifying to be like, no, sorry, this is actually not in the contract. This is going to cost you extra, right? Like I have been there, but I can tell you from the flip side that allowing scope creep to happen is also a very bad situation. You don't want the situation to get out of hand because I know a lot of you, just like me, uh, as a service provider, you think that any little thing that you can do to help the project along, to help things be better, to help them have a better transformation, you're like, oh, it's just this little thing. Let's just go ahead and do it, right? We've all been there, uh, especially as women. We want to help. But that becomes the normal and that becomes the expectation. And then they expect a lot more from you and the client's going to expect you to be on call for them all the time. If you don't set boundaries around your hours, they're going to expect you to say yes to every little thing that comes up. If you don't set boundaries around the scope of the project and what you're doing. So you really to minimize these misunderstandings, you really need to like set those boundaries and set up the systems of what the calls look like, what the schedule looks like, what happens if time goes over, what happens if someone cancels, what happens if someone doesn't show up. like These things need to be set very, very clearly up front so that these misunderstandings don't happen so that you don't get to the point of losing a client. But again, retroactively going backwards, right? So if you have lost a client and you're trying to figure out why, This is a huge, huge, huge reason that people lose clients, stop working together, whatever that looks like is scope creep, misunderstandings, not having boundaries, not having expectations set from the get go. I think that every person that does a service should have to have some sort of kickoff call that's like two hours long. That literally goes through a checklist of items and says like, if we cancel calls, if we reschedule, if we don't record, you know what I mean? Like all of those different things need to be put out ahead of time so that not only you know, because you might think all of these things in your head, right? But if you haven't communicated those to your clients or heck, even to your team members, right? Like this doesn't just stop at clients. This goes to team members too. If you haven't laid out the expectations, then you're basically setting up grounds for the client to misunderstand you and misunderstand your work together, which creates this like cycle of not good stuff, right? Because then they misunderstand what's going on, what's in the project, what the scope is. And you're like, no, but it was in the contract. And they're like, well, I read it like this. And this is what I thought it said. This is what I thought you were going to do, right? So, like, they have their own perception and kind of interpretation of what you're supposed to be doing for them. You have another perception and interpretation, and then everything clashes. And even if they were a good fit from the get-go, this could potentially be a way that you lose a client, right? And obviously there's legal ramifications that come along with that and the money that comes along with that, the financial side of things, but also just losing a client, right? Like that doesn't feel good to anybody who's in business. Mm. If it's not a good fit, that's one thing. But if it happened because of something that you could prevent by having some better systems in place of what the calls look like, what the structure looks like, what these different boundaries are. Like I have boundaries. I don't answer emails after 5 p.m., right? Uh, Unless it's like crucial, dire, which it almost never is. Like I have those boundaries for clients. Now, have I answered an email after 5 p.m.? Absolutely, we all have, right? So I've broken those boundaries. But if I continue to do that with one specific client and they see that and they see that they email me at 7 p.m. every night and I answer it, that's gonna set the new expectation that I'll answer emails until 7 p.m., right? And then they'll continue to email me and I'll continue to answer. And that creates a big misunderstanding, which could lead to other things in the future. So, another thing that I think when you're offboarding a client, when a client's leaving you, whatever that looks like, you need to have some sort of exit interview, like client testimonial piece in place, right? So obviously if you're ending on not great terms, this is a harder thing to do, but you really want to end everything amicably in the business world. And you want to really figure out like what progress they did make, what didn't work for them, what specific like format didn't work for them, if it was just not a good fit, if it was a personality conflict, why they've decided they wanna move on. You really wanna dig deep into all of those things And you don't want to be defensive, right? Like you want to be open to the criticism that they're giving you and use it to help you grow your business because yeah, they might not be a great fit. Yeah. You might've had misunderstandings, whatever that looks like they're leaving. Okay. So they're leaving and you want to end that as amicably as possible and also gain as much information as you can about how you could have made that better. Now, depending on how the relationship ends, right? You may not have the opportunity, uh, but you also want to get it. You want to get it from both sides, right? Like we all want to get client testimonials. We all want to get the good things that have happened to clients, but I almost think the bad things that people would say are more important than the good things. So like everyone says, right? Like your failures are more important than your successes. (laughs) I almost think this is true with exit interviews and client testimonials. And even just talking through this, it's making me think like when I ask for client testimonials, I want to ask a question. Like I want to add a question in there that says, what is one thing that you did not like with our working together, because I think that would give me a lot of insight as to what I needed to fix, what I needed to look at, all of those types of things, what I needed to improve to make sure that I'm not losing clients in the future, right? Because it's not our, that's not our goal. We don't want to lose clients constantly. But I do think that there are a lot of lessons that you can learn from losing clients. And it's actually happened to me quite a few times. And most. All of them came back to not being a good fit from the get-go, and we decided to work together anyways, or some sort of misunderstandings, scope creep type of position, right? So that's literally all of the ones that I have ever dealt with, clients that I've lost as far as one-on-one clients. Now, I've lost course clients before. That's kind of a whole different ball game when it when you're talking about clients because that's kind of a... Lower price point, less investment, that type of thing. But as far as one-on-one clients go, every time I've lost one of them, it has come back to the fact that we weren't a good fit to begin with or there was some sort of misunderstanding as to what was gonna be done and who was gonna be doing it. So those things, when you lose the clients, go back, think through, see what happened, figure that out, dig into that, do an exit interview if you can, learn what you can about that lost client But also moving forward, put these things in place, put these uh, entry interviews and these exit interviews and these guidelines for calls and boundaries, put these things in place so that you're not actually even having to come up to this and lose the clients, right? Like you want to deal with it, figure it out, set up a better system for it next time and make sure that you follow that system. And if it's not working at any given point, start tweaking it. So that's kind of what I have for you today. I just, I want you to have the mindset of it happens, client loss happens, but you can learn from every single one of them and help to improve your business by losing clients. Sounds super crazy, but if you do it right and you have systems in place to make sure this stuff doesn't happen after it's happened once, then even those lost clients can turn into better profits because then you're going to know for next time. Then from that point moving forward, you're not going to lose clients, which is what we're all here for. We don't want to lose clients, but sometimes it happens. And I want you to give yourself grace if it happens. Happens to all of us. Happens to the best of us. It's not fun, but it's there. So learn from it, improve from it, and make your business better for it. As always, uh, if you guys love what you're hearing, I'd love to hear new topics that you want us to talk about. I obviously have a plethora of topics that I can keep bringing on, but I want to make sure they're super, super valuable for you and your business and the things that you're looking for. That could be systems, processes, how to manage things, operations, clients, podcasting, whatever questions you have, we're here for you. So shoot us an email at hello at processforprofit.co. Let us know what topics you want to listen to or check us out over on the website processforprofit.co forward slash podcast. You can apply to be a guest on there. You can drop your own questions on there. And if you're not already on the list to know when our new episodes come out, you can also sign up there so that you know when they drop. So as always, thanks so much for listening and we will see you next time.